We Saved You a Seat is sponsored by the Oklahoma Family Network. Oklahoma Family Network focuses on supporting families of children and youth with special health care needs and disabilities, as well as families who have children with a mental health or behavioral health diagnosis. Oklahoma Family Network provides families with emotional support, resource navigation, parent-to-parent engagement opportunities, and wants to ensure quality health care for all children and families by building strong and effective family professional partnerships. I'm so excited for you to hear our third and final release of my conversation with Jade as she highlights amazing resources, gives us an update on Hattie, and reminds us to support the siblings too. I know the Campbell family appreciates all of the love and prayers as they continue on their maintenance journey with Hattie. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of We Saved You a Seat. So I was hoping that you might be able to share a little bit about some of those additional resources, maybe talk a little bit about the Kids Corral, maybe some of those other, I don't know, just resources that you tapped into. Was there an ALL group that you became part of? Yeah, we were blessed with... um learning about the OK Kids Corral fairly quickly, just because again, we're almost a two hour drive. And so if Hattie had an early morning appointment or anything like that, the Kids Corral that's, you know, just right there by Children's Hospital. And it's an amazing facility. Like they bless the families with, I mean, there's toiletries there for, you know, if you forget something or when you have an unexpected admittance that, you know, that you could go there and do laundry. Cause I can remember whenever Hattie was inpatient and just trying to do laundry, I felt like it was like you had to reserve it. And it was however many days or weeks out. And I just needed to do laundry. And I was just like, no, <laughs> this is not a, I mean, that's a wonderful thing, but I was really needing my clothes washed. So <laughs> learning about the kids corral that we could go in there anytime that we needed to do laundry and that they also had um, like a day room of you've had this long hospital stay, you're not getting good rest. You could, they would give you at least like this, I think it's like a smaller room with like a pullout bed, but you could shower and try to get some rest there. So the kids corral definitely, as well as um, just all the amazing meals that are served there. So you don't have to really worry about that either. Then it would be for us, it would be the K club is, is another organization that we were blessed by. We were in the hospital a lot and Hattie's story got around to to Holly and the K Club. Hattie received a, what they call their boost, their their boosts of kindness to help kids who are going through these awful cancer treatments and hospital stays and going through a hard time and they're just needing some cheer. They're needing some joy. And um, I can just remember how how thoughtful that was of because I think it was after Hattie's port had been removed and, you know, a pick line and she was still feeling so sick. And so we really were feeling pretty, <laughs> pretty down. 
And we received this timely, this timely gift that was just so, so perfectly suited towards her. They knew her age. Um, They had gone out of their way to find out some of her interests and gifted her with some of those things. So that, so that is a wonderful one as well. Wyatt's Wings was definitely one. Um, That was probably one of the, the biggest financial burden lifters for us was one of the the fundraisers that they did. It wasn't too long after that uh, Tracy connected us with the the JEC moms group where you can meet monthly via via Zoom and just share your child's journey or um, like what are you really struggling with right now? What is your kiddo really struggling with right now? Um, and I will confess, I've not made as many of those as I would like to. I just feel like, especially where we are in more of a rural setting, that more things like that are needed or being being connected to things like that. Um, that was a blessing. And then the art with heart with um, Kay, that is that was another huge blessing and connection for for Hattie they do so much for the kiddos trying to get them they create a piece of art with a kind of well-known artist I think local artists and they auction those pieces off that then those funds go towards other amazing things with yeah for kiddos fighting cancer their families going through this but that was um a big event for for Hattie one of her first things of she was finally feeling well in February of this year of 2023 that you know she was able to get a fun dress and get dressed up and go and have um like they do like a limo ride and um, their art is on display for people to see. Just a fun, just a fun night. They do a really, really awesome, awesome job of putting it together. I've heard wonderful things about the art with heart. And yeah, it's I've heard really good things about that. It's a great experience for the kids. Tell us how she's doing now. How is Hattie? You talked about she's in remission. So, you know, I, I know that sometimes parents kind of discuss that. Yeah, we live in this world of remission, but there's always the when's the ball going to drop kind of thing. So, you know, how are how are you guys processing this kind of this next phase of of all of this? We definitely are processing it a step at a time and lab work at a time and just a conversation that um, I have I had had with um, another cancer mom is. And I, and I just feel like that it was so helpful for me to hear was just that no one's journey is the same in this. And so hearing, hearing heartbreaking hard for somebody else's kid that they've suffered relapse um, does not mean that that's going to be our story. And I will say that is one of the hardest things 
to do is not hearing could be because the longer that we're in this, we make more relationships and we meet more families who are going through this. And so I will say, um, you know, that we are almost a year and a half in Patty's in the maintenance phase. And I think we're getting ready to start maintenance cycle three. So she still has another year of it. I, her end of treatment date right now is August 11th of 2024. So we are looking forward to that day and that bell ringing. But just the longer that you're in this, you we hear of more friends and families who are experiencing relapse. And it is, it is hard. It's hard because whenever you go through something like cancer, this gift of Hattie's life, this gift of, okay, I don't know if you would say a second chance at life, but we are, we, we know that she has life now. And so I would say that that has kind of challenged us as a family of living more in the now in present than what we ever have. Um, I would say Brent and I are always more like future oriented thinking types of people and cancer has kind of planted us a little bit of there's something that we want to do or enjoy or, you know, what it like just really enjoying the present. So as much as we are trying to do that, it is still that the reality that we live in is although Patty does have a very high success rate, curable cancer, there is still that awful, what the percentage shows or whatever, the the awful reality of that there is a chance of relapse. And so we try, we try not to live there, but it is, I would say, I don't know if it's a daily battle, but it is a pretty constant battle of any time Hattie complains about her, like this morning, she was saying that her joints hurt and you just, you can't help it. You immediately start looking for any other signs or symptoms of, is there anything else going on? Or is this, you know, did she just sleep funny? (laughs) And I imagine that that's probably how we will be with the rest of our kids, not just for her, but for all of them for the rest of their lives while they are under our care of trying to not overreact whenever there's a fever or any kind of ache or pain, but also um, just like I shared at the very beginning of our story, we were also those parents that we downplayed and we explained away for for sure a couple of months or a month long. And we, we would not, we don't want to do that again. Yeah. You don't get a lot of opportunities to, um, to kind of just overlook a, a symptom anymore, do you? It's we're gonna look, take this a little more seriously than <laughs> than possibly a pulled muscle. Tell us now uh, about Hattie. Tell us what does she enjoy. Tell us, you know, all of those wonderful things about your beautiful daughter, Hattie. Um, so Hattie is the oldest, and she is pretty typical. I would say oldest child of. She's very caring. She's very nurturing. She is, I don't know if I want to say people pleasing, 
because she she does have a, a saucier side to her as well um but she she does want to do the right thing and a pretty type a of I want to do whatever I'm going to do I'm going to do it well and she loves reading and has you know I I <laughs> I hate that cancer has made her um, has taken away like some of that active lifestyle that she had because like I said when she was diagnosed our family was just jumping into the sports and all the activities we had tried to hold off as long as we could on, on that for our own our own personal reasons of wanting a slower pace of life maybe even selfish reasons on Brent and I's part <laughs> but she had just started to do those things whenever cancer came along. And so she, I would say cancer has brought out that, you know, she always, always had a love for reading, but that has like, she just devours books. She's a way faster reader <laughs> than I am. Um, She's also very musically inclined. And so she just started playing um, the flute and band, but has picked up, has picked that up pretty quickly. And then Brent plays guitar. And so she has picked up playing guitar at this moment. We'll just say that it's on pause. Some of those activities are on, are on pause. So um, yeah, she won't be able to do the basketball, the softball, anything that could be contact with her port until uh, the ports removed and treatments over, but she, she really is just, just a sweet, but very like witty humor girl. She's always kind of leaned towards being a little bit more mature, but I would say just walking through this has, has definitely, it's aged all of us, <laughs> but I would say it, it's definitely um, matured her more than what I would have, um, than what I would have liked for her to experience or go through at such a, a, such a young age. But that old soul personality of a firstborn starts to, it, it's like intensified when they experience things like that. Um, but I love hearing that about her. She's, she's going to go far with those skills. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, okay, so I never ever want to leave out siblings because I know siblings play a huge role in. I mean, I just I just get emotional when I think about the siblings and and how they they live this with you guys. Tell us a little bit about both of them and you know kind of maybe how they dealt with it and what you guys were able to do to keep their lives consistent. So Ruby is our our fireball middle. <laughs> so. Uh, Ruby, I'll talk about Ruby first and then Judson. So Ruby is now um, 10 and she's in fifth grade. And yes, she is a fireball of energy. And probably anyone who meets her can attest to, you know, the energy um, and the spice that she brings to life. And so I, as much as sometimes I wish that maybe she were a little bit more amiable um, she is the one that brings, um, yeah, she brings the spice and the, and the fun, I feel like, um, to our, to our family, but then also wherever she goes, she brings, brings the energy. Um, so 
her and Hattie are not even two years apart. I think they are 21 months apart in age and so very, very close. And that was one of the things I was most worried about was how Ruby was going to deal with because so much of her life has been her and Hattie doing all experiencing all of the things together. And so not only that, that sisterly bond, but it's like that friendship bond of whenever, you know, if they go to camp, then Ruby would be going to camp with Hattie, even just at school, those connections and different things. And so Ruby, I think, took it the um, the hardest in that seeing her sister go through this. Um, but then also she had just, let's see, had she just turned nine whenever Hattie was first diagnosed? Um, and so then not really fully comprehending the 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 seriousness of cancer and so it's like she knows that her sister is sick but not fully grasping the the gravity of it and so in her little eight-year-old nine-year-old mind it's why is mom spending all of this time with Hattie why are they doing these special things together without me or without us and so It took us a while. I think it took us until August. It took me until August, which again, I was spending all of that time with Hattie in the hospital and Brent was the one that was at home, but it was when school was getting ready to start that a little bit, a little bit of that anger for her started to, to, to seep out onto, onto me and Hattie. And it just didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, what, you know, why are you so fresh like why are you so fresh why are you so mad at us like we're like if anything it's like your sister's alive you know (laughs) um but it wasn't until um and I wish I I can't remember um but it was a really it was a really it was a really sweet moment of that her her guard came down those walls broke down and she just cried over those things that are really big to an eight and a nine-year-old of miss she missed her sister she missed me how come we weren't around this summer for this thing and for this thing and so of course like I'm just bawling because it that wasn't even on my radar like I'd been keeping Hattie alive you know (laughs) like I wasn't I wasn't thinking about how all of this was um, affecting her in that way. And so I would say it it took me until August to see some of the effects, how it was starting to affect our kiddos and how it had affected um, our family. I would say that, that that has been good for me to hear is when I connect with other families that are going through traumatic things like cancer or whatever, just hearing how the siblings go through it and how parents respond or like if what counseling is available or what do you recommend? Because again, like we made it what, like three months, four months in until this, (laughs) this sweet, energetic, you know, 
she always, you know, almost on the verge of seeming careless. She doesn't have a care in the world that it really, I really saw how it was affecting our sweet middle child. So, so that, so that's Ruby, the, the special bond between her and Hattie. And then of course, I forget for however long again, like they've always shared a bedroom and Hattie had to start sleeping in the living room for however long because of her um, mobility issues. Then we also have um, our son Judson and um, Judd has autism and he is nonverbal. And so he, it's still, I think, hard to We know that it affected him, but we still aren't 100% sure because he's not able to say these things or to to communicate in ways that like like Ruby was to us. But I will say that um, one of the the sweeter moments that I can remember is the one of the first times that they they came to visit Hattie at the hospital. And as a family, like we all went down to the zone and um, Hattie wasn't able to walk. And so she was sitting on her on her walker, like as we were pushing her to go down to the to the zone. And Judd Brent was the one who had been pushing her, but Judd kind of walked alongside Brent and like put his hands there and I'll get emotional. <laughs> but just seeing seeing his his love for his sister, like we we he we don't know how much he understands. Um but that that was a really sweet moment that stands out to me as a mom of just like for so long, like he's been cared for, like his sisters have tried to protect him and be there for him in all of these, you know, like school settings, church settings, whatever. And it was just really sweet that this was one set, like seemingly subtle way to others, but to us, this just loving gesture of, this is my sister. And, you know, like, I love her. Like, if this is what we do now, if we push sister around in a walker now, like I'm going to help push her in a walker. So I wish, I wish that I could say more. I mean, his Judd's world was rocked like all of ours was because of, um, you know, the shock (laughs) of, of cancer. But for anyone that's familiar with autism and just like the routines and things, schedules that kind of help them along. That was definitely kind of jumbled with um, Hattie and I being gone so much out of the picture. And then whenever we were home, I would say Brent and I tried our best of Brent was spending that much more time with Hattie and I was doing my best to spend that much more time with Judson and Ruby but I think just seeing all of the the sibling love I think is something that is really sweet that comes out of something so horrible in this of yes there's you know the they're dealing with their hard and how how they are able to process it but those those sweet moments of, like I said, of, of seeing Judd trying to care for his sister or, you know, in some ways Ruby taking on that role 
of like being the oldest and more of the take charge or more of the, you know, was really, was really sweet for us as, as parents to see. Are y'all still making a lot of trips back and forth? The, the beautiful thing about maintenance is, you know, we really are mostly going to oral chemo. So there's the blessing of uh, not as many trips to the hospital for those, yeah, for those IV chemos, but then that also means more chemos that you're having to keep track of at home. <laughs> so, but for Hattie, just the way that her body metabolized the chemos was different than, I mean, everyone processes things differently, but it took us a little bit to find what was working for her. So again, like we found out everything was going towards her liver and not really attacking like those white cell where, where if there were any leukemia cells, like it wasn't really going in that direction. Almost everything was going towards her liver. And so it took us not quite two months, but it took us a little bit to figure that out. So she was still experiencing quite a bit of nausea and it was when the vomiting, and I think it was maybe connected to a headache after a lumbar puncture day that we found out after some, like a chemistry testing that it was like, oh no, her enzymes are crazy high and we need to adjust her dosages. So definitely fewer trips. I think we are almost to, so starting maintenance cycle three, maybe we're finally getting to where it's going to be every three months. Um, But it's been day one and day 29 of the cycles of still having lumbar punctures. Um, And then, like I said, with, with Hattie, there were, there's been a few more (laughs) lab trips in there because of her body, not necessarily processing the chemos. I don't want to say like normal, but kind of not like normal. (laughs) So, um, she, she needed a little bit more help with the processing. Um, but she, I would say, so here she started, when did we start maintenance in March or April? with the oral chemos and here we are in August and it's taking her this long to where I feel I've seen more of her feeling normal, not as much nausea, a little bit more stamina. So like last year, so much of her school year looked like either a half a day or so much of it being done from home. And, and not all of that was just because of, you know, being worried about her immune system. It was just her stamina. She just could not make it all day. And so these, you know, just these first few days of starting back to school here and like, she's felt well, she's like, she, she told me the other day, mom, like I was able to jog from, I think they, you know, she's not able to do all this stuff like during PE, but she was like, they needed something. So I was able to jog, you know, from the softball field to some main building and it felt good. Like I, you know, I felt fine. So she was just so, and I was so excited because again, for so long, like we are an active family. She was active and she's just not felt well enough to do that. So I would say like for anyone walking through the cancer journey, so often you're told, you know, once you hit maintenance, you know, 
everything, I don't want to say that they kind of project everything goes back to normal, but they kind of do. (laughs) And for us, you know, that started in March or April. I feel bad that I can't remember. And it is now August and I'm just now seeing spurts of of Hattie feeling a little bit more like her normal self. And so I would, I, I want to be sure to say that because for so, you know, we, I mean, maintenance, it, it, it is wonderful. There's been fewer hospital trips, but I think, I think it's just good to hear, like if your kiddo still isn't feeling well and, you know, napping during the day and, maybe not doing some of their regular activities that they were that I think that's that's okay too that their their bodies are still just going through it even with just when you say just oral chemos it sounds terrible I cannot thank Jade enough for her time and sharing pieces of Hattie's life from this past year and a half On behalf of this sweet family, thank you for listening and sharing their story with others. By sharing their story, you help bring awareness, education, and conversation to the hard topic of childhood cancer. Thank you for listening to this episode of We Saved You a Seat. Oklahoma Family Network promotes family-centered care and provides tools so families can make informed decisions, advocate for improved services, build connections among families, and serve as a trusted resource in health care of children and young adults. If you would like to become a supporting family or get in touch with another family, please contact Oklahoma Family Network at oklahomafamilynetwork.org or by calling 405-271-5072.